0: Welcome back, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com, and you are tuned into Propaganda Watch. And this week on the program, we're going to hearken back eight years, if you can cast your mind back that far, to episode 211 of the Corbett Report podcast, where I talked about the concept of expertology and performed a little experiment that we could try, even here today, about a certain propaganda technique. So I'd like to start out this episode of the podcast with a little bit of a thought experiment that you can actually try right there at home and you can play along with us right here on the podcast. And the great thing about this experiment is you can repeat it over and over and over and get different results every every few weeks or every few months or every few years or whenever you want to try it. And I'm, I have no doubt that the results will always be interesting. So what am I talking about? Well, first of all, go to a start uh, search engine like startpage.com or scroogle.org. Of course, ser- search engines that do not track your, your every move and leave malicious cookies and the like on your system are the best. So I always recommend scroogle.org or startpage.com. Page.com. But whatever search engine you want to use, go there and type in, in quotation marks, the words "experts say." And for those who don't know about search engines and how they function, how they operate, if you put a term in search, a search term in quotation marks or in inverted commas for our brethren in the UK, uh, that indicates to the search engine that you want to search search that exact search term. So those exact words in that exact order. So go and. To to your search engine and type in experts say in quotation marks and see what kinds of really bizarre headlines will pop up. And these headlines will merge from the, uh, will range everything from the absolutely mundane to the inane to the insidious to the downright malicious. And I think, well, let's just take a random sampling from what I was able to garner when I did my own search today just a few minutes ago here on the 3rd of December 2011 here in Japan. And as I say, the, the, the results really do range quite wide, widely. So here's just a, a random smattering of some of the results that I found. For example, from healthfinder.gov, a safe tan? No way, experts say. Or from The Guardian, European Fiscal Union. What the experts say. Or arsenic. Experts say real apple juice danger lies in calories from CBSnews.com. Uh, or we have the CT Mirror, ctmirror.org. Fuel experts say gasoline consumers had it easy during recent storms. Or this one, probably the, the the most inane of the bunch. I just, I can't even say this with a straight face. MyWestTexas.com. Pet shouldn't be impulse gift, experts say. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, experts, for that, that amazing drop of wisdom there. And, and to a certain extent, m- perhaps there's nothing particularly in- insidious about these, these headlines and the fact that experts are being used to construct these news narratives. I think to a certain extent, it is just sloppy journalism combined with tight deadlines and the need to produce a story. Well, so what's an easy way to produce a story? Slap together something that's absolutely not news by any stretch of the the imagination and just uh, attribute it to some a couple of experts, quote unquote, that you uh, that you dig up for a couple of obligatory quotes and there you go bingo bango sugar in the gas tank you have a uh, an entire news story like this pet shouldn't be impulse gift experts say which is just as inane as it sounds and i will of course include the links if you actually want to go and check out these articles but i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but it's just to prove the point that experts say is one of those phrases that has uh, become part of journalistic parlance and it's become just shorthand for for a way for the journalist to put forward a point of view or a specific proscription for what you should be doing or something you should be thinking without, of course losing that that journalistic objectivity that we know all journalists possess right because because these journalists don't have an angle they don't have an agenda they're not presenting you with specific stories for a specific reason no they're they're these bastions of objectivity that are sitting godlike over everyone and and are just a, once in a while deigning to come down from the heavens with their nuggets of wisdom yeah, right, exactly. And, of course, this is a great way for them to pretend at that, as they always like to, while, of course, giving you exact, uh, the exact opposite, telling you exactly what to do, and putting it in the mouths of these so-called experts that they get to pick and they get to quote selectively. All right, I trust that you get the concept, and that's whether or not you're a dedicated news hound or someone who only occasionally dips their little toe into the waters of news headlines— I'm sure you have seen this before, experts say, blah, 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 oh, really? Well, then I guess I better believe blah, 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 which on its face, when articulated like that, does come across as being a bit stupid. I mean, do they really expect us to fall for this when it is verbalized like that? But it is not verbalized like that, and it is effective. And that's something that I hope people will ponder about so many of these propaganda techniques that we examine here on Propaganda Watch week in and week out. They're not usually particularly ingenious or skillful or requiring master levels of deceit. They're usually quite simple and quite obvious frauds that people just generally don't examine as frauds and thus are quite effective. The most effective propaganda techniques are the ones that are so simple that you wouldn't even think, well, that's not deceptive, is it? Well, yes, it is. It gen- generally is. And as I pointed out in that clip from episode 211, there is a little experiment that we could try at any time, uh, whether it was 2011, as I did on air there, or 2019, as I'm about to do right in front of your eyes. And this time, back at that time, I was recommending scroogle.org. Do you remember that Little Google scraper that used to exist a long time ago, no longer exists. And startpage.com. Well, today, let's use duckduckgo.com, which is a popular Google alternative. I've gone through search alternatives in the past. I'll put the link in the show notes in case you don't remember that. But let's, uh, let's use one like duckduckgo, and uh, let's do that. We'll put in quotation mark, experts say... And, now I should have actually read those autofills because that would have been interesting. But let's just click on over to news just to see that this is, really, as I'm doing this, this is the live search of this. Uh, Heart attack inequality costing women's lives. All right. So now, (laughs) I guess now we need heart attack equality. (laughs) We demand heart attack equality. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's a very important and serious story involved there, but just on its face, seems a bit silly. Here are each party's plans to make your phone and internet cheaper. All right. Uh, baby boomers overtake young people as the country's problem drinkers. Something or other. Experts say the figures highlight a growing generational gap in attitudes to alcohol. Well, experts say it, then it must be true. We don't. We don't need to actually talk to people um, or or observe in our own life. No, we have to listen to experts say what the generational gra- gap on alcohol attitudes is. Elizabeth May's drug decriminalization plan makes no sense. Which sounds like a very editorializing comment, but I'm sure they have an expert say in there somewhere to justify it. King Kardashian just launched a Skims waist trainer that you definitely shouldn't buy. Experts say the waist training trend doesn't make sense and can be dangerous. Well that's probably true but again experts say 250 million to keep votes safe experts say billions are needed <laughs> now this this seems like a prime quality candidate let's open up that one uh drawing people with uh, flavored tobacco isn't new drawing people oh, i see with flavored tobacco isn't new experts say look at menthol cigarettes Well, there you go. Experts. Again, we need experts to tell us this. Hope endures for Nigerian cardiac patients. Again, with the heart attacks. Not sure what's going on there. Experts say technology can support independence among seniors. Again, just, I mean, just look at this. This isn't necessarily some kind of propaganda where they're trying to sell you on a particular line or something. Very often, this is just used as a lazy device for reporters out there. They just want to say something and they go, oh, well, experts say this. I mean, it is just such a lazy way. And of course they'll go out and they'll find someone with a PhD after their name or an MD or something and say, well, look, this guy says it, so experts say. Uh, and it's just the laziest way to do this. But let's, um, oh, well, okay. Let's look at this one as well because I'm sure there will be some propaganda value in there. And experts say getting the flu shot can give you better protection. Well, there you go. Okay, so let's just open a, up a few here that are clearly going to give us some propaganda value. Okay, this one coming from Count On News 2. CountOnTwo.com. Uh, experts say getting the flu shot early can give you better protection against the flu. Flu season is approaching, and with activity usually increasing in October, experts want to make sure you're prepared. Experts say you should be getting your flu shot as soon as possible because they take several weeks to uh, take full effect. This is especially true for people who are considered to be at high risk. For most people who get over the flu, blah, 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 if you start feeling the symptoms, including. And that's the whole story. Wow. Wow. Now that that is really remarkable. I really wasn't even expecting to find something this blatant. But literally, literally, this entire story is being sourced to experts. Experts want to make sure you're prepared, and experts say... And let's look. Let's read through. Uh, young children, uh, for most people, get the flu. However, for other people, it can turn into pneumonia. Flu season typically peaks from December to February. If you start feeling the symptoms, including or fever, then you should start and risk infecting others and seek medical attention. What is this? Is this a news story? What is this? This... Uh, it literally sources to experts, and they do not tell you who these experts are, what they specifically said in quotation marks, the context of those kinds of remarks, the data to back it up, a link to a study in a journal or something that, again, can be another level of propaganda, but still at least something. But literally, this entire article is just experts say. And that's it. That's the entire article. That is insanity. I wasn't even expecting to find something this blatant, but here you go. My God. And of course, I mean, do I need to explain all the excluded things from this? Like the fact that experts say, I'll just source it to that because who needs to provide any sources whatsoever, but it is true. Look it up. Experts say that the flu shot is not only ineffective, but in fact, people tend to get the flu more often when taking the flu shot. But don't, I mean, let's not, let's not bother things with actual data, statistics, evidence, reports, people that with actual names that we can turn to. Let's write an entire article based around experts want to make sure and experts say absolutely flabbergasting. I genuinely am flabbergasted by this. Uh, You Are Failing Us, Plans Frustration at UN Climate Talks. Uh, Scolded by Seth Borenstein. I'm sure I'm familiar with that name, and I'm sure it's not good. But anyway, scolded for doing little. Leader after leader promised the United Nations on Monday to do more to prevent a warming world from reaching even more dangerous levels. As they made their pledges at the Climate Action Summit, though, they and others conceded it was not enough. And even before they spoke, teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg shamed them over and over for their inaction. How dare you? Secretary General Antonio Guterres concluded the summit by listing 77 countries that committed to carbon neutrality by 2050, 70 nations pledging to do more to fight climate change blah 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 blah. none of this is news none of this is new um this is just more of the same scaremongering based on long debunked and discredited non-science from the ipcc more about that in my archive but let's get to the gold here uh, U.S. President Donald Trump mocked Tunberg on Twitter. She seems like a very happy young girl. Forward to, looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see. <laughs> outside experts say they heard a lot of talk Monday, but not the promised action needed to keep warming to a few tenths of a degree. They say it won't produce the dramatic change the world requires. So this is how this is introduced into the story, simply as outside experts. A lot of talk, but not the kind of action that we need to prevent, to you dial that thermometer down a few tenths of a degree, as we know that we can do. We just, we fiddle that thermometer with the CO, magic CO2 switch and we can get, oh, we've dialed down one tenth of a degree, now we need another tenth. Total nonsense. Anyway, uh, at least this one got, does go on to actually name some of these so-called experts that they're quoting here. Sometimes I feel that Greta is still out of in front of the Swedish parliament out of, uh, on our own, uh, said Stanford University's Rob Jackson, who chairs the Global Carbon Project. Um, we should look into that just for fun, but uh, Bill Hare, who follows national emissions and promises for Climate Action Tracker, called what was said deeply disturbing and not adding up to much. Uh, the ball there moving forward is a ball of promises, said economist John O'Reilly, co-director of MIT's Joint Center for Global Change. I mean... This is, I mean, a whole project that opens up in and of itself. Okay, well, at least, at the very least, this article actually names some of these experts. So, yay. Uh, We have some actual names and, and organizations that we can track down, which is important because, all right, what is the Global Carbon Project? What is the Climate Action Tracker? What is the MIT Joint Center for Global Change? Who are these institutions funded by? Where do these experts get their... Funding to go around and doing this, and isn't it interesting? I mean, again, just just looking at this, you know, there's significant investments that are being made into organizations that are uh, dedicated to this propaganda narrative about uh, oh, the carbon dioxide is going to kill us all. Um, so let's let's just do some basic research. Global Carbon Project integrates knowledge of greenhouse gases for human activities and Earth system. Our projects include global budgets for three dominant greenhouse gases. Carbon dioxide, which is the only one you will ever hear about, ever. Methane, oh yeah, and nitrous oxide. Which, again, you'll never hear about in the general news reporting of this. I wonder why. Uh, huh? Okay. Home, carbon aisles, carbon budget, CH4, <laughs> to recap, urbanization, and search. Well, how about some information on who you are? That would be nice. About GCP a global project of Future Earth and a research partner of the World Climate Research Program uh, formed to work with the international science community to establish a common and mutually agreed base to support policy debate. So it is a climate lobby project. Um, Goals... Yeah, okay. Part, patterns of variability. What are the current geographical and temporal distributions of the major pools and fluxes in the global carbon cycle? What are the control and feedback mechanisms, both anthropogenic and non-anthropogenic? An- well, there they go. They at least include non-anthropogenic as one potential thing here. Uh, what are the dynamics of the carbon climate human system into the future? And what points of intervention and windows of opportunities exist for human societies to manage this system? Because again, this is ultimately what this is all about, is managing the system. And the hubris that is built into this, that humans really can dial down or dial up the temperature of the planet by tenths of a degree by taxing carbon or creating a $100 trillion carbon trading market or whatever their plan of the week is, is not only hubris, but it does speak to the technocratic underlying aspect of this agenda, which I've talked about a lot, the post-carbon technocratic transhumanist enslavement grid agenda. Um, I will include links for those who have somehow managed to miss... Uh, a lot of my talk about this in the past. Uh, Mandate, 10 years of activity. Okay. Uh, Established in 2001, in recognition of the scientific challenge and critical importance of the 10 years on, the GCP continues to work with the international community to lead and promote a coordinated research effort. Okay, well, great. But who are you? Sponsors. Well, there we go. Let's get to the fruit of this. Uh, The Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization, the University of East Anglia, Ha, huh. yeah, interesting. Look them up in my archives. And the climatologists who were guilty of a crime but were not charged because of statute of limitations. Australian Government, Department of the Environment and Energy, Tyndall Center, LCSE, LCSCe, the Natural Environment Research Council, Cicero, uh, Norway, Research Council in Norway, Stanford, Ministry of the Environment, Government of Japan. Yay, go Japan. World Climate Research Program, which I also would like to look n- look into and know more about, which of course is some sort of United Nations-affiliated project. Uh, analysis and prediction of Earth system change for use in a range of practical applications. Uh, informing UN Climate Action Summit, the WCRP Joint Scientific... So it's just one of these bodies that feeds into the general propaganda cycle that is part and parcel of the same bodies that are creating the reports. Anyway, so that's where these experts are coming from, or at least these particular experts when we're talking about the Global Carbon Project. I would highly suggest, now that you've physically seen me just go through the basics of starting to look into organizations, look at the Climate Action Tracker, look at the MIT Joint Center for Global Change, and start finding out about these experts, where they're coming from, what their agenda really is, who they're funded by, who they're working for, what their work is being used for, and you might start getting a handle on the scope, the organizational scope of creating this trench of experts whose very livelihood depends on the narrative that they are promoting and that then then they get promoted in the media as the experts that we all have to turn to. It is this snake eating its own tail, a robberess of never-ending, well, this is the expert and the expert says we have to believe this because the expert found this when the expert was funded by the people who want him to be an expert so that he can propound this. It's just this never-ending cycle that uh, feeds perfectly into the 24-7 News media flow. All right, and the other one that we were taking a look at here, $250 million to keep votes safe? Experts say billions are needed. After months of pressure, Mitch McConnell agreed to spend $250 million for election security. Pennsylvania alone plans to spend $125 million just to update voting machines for 2020. If the full Senate, as expected, approves a recent committee decision to spend $250 million more to protect the 2020 elections from outside interference... Congress will have devoted at least $630 million towards that goal since Russia sought to influence the last presidential election. Hmm. I I wonder what the, uh, the unfounded, unproven assertion in this sentence is. Again. But of course, it now, it, uh, it doesn't matter how fabulously Russiagate exploded in people's faces, it is now just an assumed reality that can be used as an excuse for, oh, a half a billion dollars of funding, but half a billion, that's not enough, we need billions more <laughs> in order to protect ourselves from these thousands of dollars of Facebook ads that source to Well, some sort of Russian company that we can't prove is affiliated with the Kremlin in any way that had Jesus memes about Hillary and Trump, (laughs) which threatens to undermine democracy, man. It's just this is so insane that they expect you to believe this nonsense. It sounds like a lot, experts say. Until the realization that a single state, Pennsylvania, plans to spend at least $125 million to upgrade its voting machines. And that expense address addresses just one vulnerability in an election system whose security procedures, including vulnerable files of registered voters and inadequate systems for post-election audits, can be even creakier than its voting machines. State and local election officials are left rolling the dice between replacing their antiquated paperless voting machines or... They're antiquated paperless voting machines or upgrading outdated registration databases, said Lawrence Norden, the director of the election reform program at the Brennan Center for Justice at New York University. $250 million uh, across 8,000 uh, 8, election jurisdictions doesn't come close to paying for those things in a single year, let alone for elections beyond 2020, he said in an email. So they emailed this guy from the Brennan Center for Justice at New York University. He was part of the, the director of the election reform program. Again, I wonder if he has a particular angle that he's coming at this from. But yeah, we need nearly $2.2 billion over the next five years to adequately shield elections from tampering. So this is being used as a pork barrel project now, in addition to all the other propaganda things that are spout, spouting from Russiagate and have spilled out over the last few years and will continue to dominate headlines about the election years to come now of course again the what's the excluded part of this Uh, what are these paperless voting machines that need upgrading and updating anyway as opposed to uh, i don't know ticking boxes on actual physical paper oh that's so that's so last century james we need we need these machines that have been to- shown time and time again, every single election. Oh, and experts, <laughs> experts show that these voting machines can be hacked. Look, we're going to hack into one live on air here. I can't tell you how many stories about that I've seen, even in the mainstream news, let alone documentaries by people talking about this, let alone the court testimony by people saying, yeah, we were hired by the uh, the, the Republican government in Florida to, uh, to do this with the elections uh, software there or Ohio or whatever. This is now, part of the actual record, but it gets completely, utterly swept under the rug here. No, I mean, that is just the given reality. We're going to have these paperless voting machines, and we need billions of dollars to update them to protect us from Russia. (sighs) And all of this based on the expert says over at the Brennan Center. Yeah, exactly. All right, so anyway, all of this is just to say, I trust you understand the general principle here about experts say, and how that can be used as a propaganda tactic, and we just watched it literally unfold in real time right before our eyes with that remarkable story on counton2.com about experts saying that you should get the flu shot early, which is, it boggles my mind that that is being posted. It was written by a robot, for all I know, and sources no one. Utterly unbelievable. Then, of course, we had a usual climate scaremongering propaganda garbage from the mainstream press, citing this institutional framework of uh, organizations that have been seeded with billions of dollars of funding from various governments over the last couple of decades to create this framework, which will reinforce the narrative that is causing people to spend all this money on the framework in the first place. And then we also have experts, a single person at this one particular electoral reform institute, what ha- what have you, uh, saying we need billions of dollars for people like me to be able to uh, have uh, plush retirement homes. I mean, in order to make sure that we can s- save ourselves from the Russians. Uh, again, it is it is often used as just a sloppy, lazy reporter tactic, but it can also be used specifically to inject propaganda into people's deep into people's subconscious mind before it's even processed you just read a headline that says experts say something you process that information and move on without even bothering to read the story and finding out what's in it or what's not in it in terms about these in terms of these experts and who they really are an interesting experiment and maybe we should repeat this experiment from time to time to keep this information fresh in our minds and i hope at the very least watching me do this in real time gives you an idea of how you would begin going and searching and researching some of this information and uh as i say i'd be interested to hear what you guys come up with with regards to this that's going to do it for this week's edition of propaganda watch i am james corbett of CorbettReport.com. thank you for tuning in The Corbett Report is brought to you by The Corbett Report Subscriber, a weekly newsletter featuring James Corbett's International Forecaster Editorial, recommended reading and viewing, discounts on Corbett Report DVDs, and once a month, a subscriber-only video. Sign up today to start receiving your copy at corbettreport.com support.